0: progress yeah tell us about the book okay so I, I read this book years
1: ago and it's called the shack and i cannot remember um the name of the uh author but i will um and it's basically a story that i would have never read it's about a little a little girl who's kidnapped and her father's journey and um and the man that wrote this book wrote this book for his children wow as a Christmas gift and he didn't have the money to do anything with it. So he waited till after Christmas and, and it is now I think the next bestseller to the Bible. Um, it is a fictional story, but it is of this man's journey to, um, to regain his relationship with god and he's on the he's laying by the water with jesus and he says to jesus you know you're you don't quite look the way i thought you would and and jesus is like what is it my nose you know i'm jewish right you know and they're joking with each other and when i read that part of the book it was like that's what he wants he wants that close relationship, you know, the relationship that we have with our friends and our family, where we tell them everything, that's what God wants from us. And, you know, I mean, the book is, like I said, it's completely fictional, but it is such a neat book and it takes you on this journey of discovery, or at least it did for me. Um, and you'll see God in a different light. Everybody sees him differently, but Mm -hmm. it's that personal relationship, um, that he wants with us. And I love it.
0: Yeah, and you know, um, do you read the Bible? Huh? Do, you read, do you read the Bible? Yes. I mean, I'm really like really reading it, No, like just I just read, read it, it on the shelf. <laughs> right,
1: right. We need to. You know, it's to. it's. Um, we can go yeah. back to that for everything.
0: Yeah. So. And, and then that is, um, it's huge. And and you know, I, I you know, being Christian, sometimes we just leave it there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just um, an item or just to mm-hmm. be placed there to signify that uh, we have accepted Jesus. You know, it's there, um, like a symbol. But really, it's just the, the Word of God. And, and you're right, sometimes, you know, um, books like that, like you just said about the shack, kind of reminds us about our relationship with God. Yes. And And for me, I never really, to be honest, I never really had a relationship with God until the pandemic. Really? So you know what, you know, some good for me, it's a personal thing. I think the pandemic, everybody has a relationship with this pandemic in a different way. So I think something good has come out. And what good um, can be more important than you discovering Uh, your place on earth and your place in the spiritual world and and, and the immense of that wisdom inside that you can't really articulate you really got to understand and sink in I mean a lot of times when I read the Bible like today um, I can't even explain that to my husband because it's so deep and it's it's your very personal Mm -hmm. encounter with that word that God is right. trying to tell you. I mean, I'm not someone who says that, oh, God is speaking to me with the word, with the voice. You know, it, it doesn't happen to me.
1: it? <laughs> it's it's a feeling, it's in your heart. And yeah. it, it's yeah. something you yeah. feel deep down inside yeah. of you. And, yeah. and to me, I mean, and I've told you, I, you know, God is my best friend. Yeah. And I go yeah. to him for everything. I try to be thankful um, wow. before I ask anything. You know, I want to make sure that wow. I count my blessings every day. Um, And it was funny because my husband and I did some errands yesterday and we were running errands and we were talking about the pandemic and we were talking about how different Christmas was, how different everything is right now. And I said, you know, there's been some good, though. I mean, people are realizing what's truly important. Um, You know, we're we're appreciating what we had so much more because of this pandemic. So um, there is good. There is definitely good.
0: And, and 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 just to echo what you said um, the good that came out you know where, because you and I are similar because I've stopped going to the church for a few years um, mm-hmm. and, and you have stopped going to the church um, mm-hmm. you know but you still have this very close strong intimate relationship with God um, and, and I need to confess again, uh, the caveat is I'm not a goody-goody, faithful, faithful, right. 100% kind of Christian, right? Um, I, I'm just like trying to be with my flesh how much I could be um, as a follower of Christ. Um, right. And you know what, when you said something like, you know, something good come out of this pandemic, you know, all the churches are shut down. And, and I feel like there must be something, right? I, I, is it telling us that uh, we shouldn't go to the church, etc.? But you know what? Like what you say, um, I have this epiphany and I was talking to Pastor Stephen Mannion in another one of my YouTube uh, episodes. I I I've thought, I mean, in my key uh, brain, um, you know, to interpret God is um, the church is really just uh physical function Mm -hmm. right but you can take that away and now it's just between you and god when there's no physical function in between i'm talking about the church because people are just kept away so it's really just between you discovering your relationship with god with nothing and no one in between that's no right we got right and the bible
1: says that where two yeah. or more gathered
0: you know yeah. Yeah. um
1: yeah. and i was yeah. i was saying to you earlier i work um yeah. i'm a teacher
0: yeah
1: i work i work as a teacher in a school and in our in our so school who, who we have <laughs> we have pods so there's four classrooms in each pod and mm. i cannot tell you how many times we have said to each other god intentionally put us together my um pod mates are some of the most incredible women i could ever meet um jennifer uh man melissa McGinnity, shelly hendershot and kim bratton um and we all share the same beliefs um We can sit and talk politics without arguing. We don't need to argue because we respect each other and um, we care about each other. When something happens, yes, it's all about respect. And when something happens in the building, we go to each other and say, you know, hey, so-and-so, you know, just had her baby. We need to pray together and we get together. Um, during our prep and during our lunchtime, yeah. and we say prayers together, we hold hands and we pray for each other. You know, we have our group text message that says, you know, hey, pray for me. I need this or I need that. And, and we really do. I mean, we are this amazing team and we're a good team because our our core belief is a christian belief we love god and each other so it's it's a really neat friendship that we've developed in the last year and a half
0: i mean how amazing it is once i click on the zoom and you're telling me about you and god and God is just
1: sending you to me. <laughs> oh, thank you. I think maybe, um, you know, I needed this refresher just as much as as you, you, you know. Thank you, I, you know, I, I, it's
0: so strange, right? Suddenly you just like dive
1: into this. Right, right, it's, it's strange, amazing. Right?
0: And we have not met each
1: other. Right, but uh, you know, but when you really, have that common bond and you yeah, have that love for yeah. God that, yeah. you know, it's easy to, to be yourself around that person because yeah, you know, yeah yeah
0: thank you so much you know in this part of Singapore um, a, a lot of us and my friends I mean a good m- many of us are Christians are follow of Christ and um, I myself I come I come from a small little church that I told you I stopped um, uh, going there attending for for uh, some years but you know my my trust in, in God has never stopped. Right. You know, I never blame him for anything. It's like I, I just have myself blame. Like if anything happens, it's like you know. It is. Yeah, but you know, in this in this pandemic, um, I think a lot of awakening. Um, people go through this journey of self awakening, especially, um, you know, the world is shut, the doors are shut, the windows are shut, and you're not, you 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 kind of like to, you're told not to go out. Um, you know, it, it's just it's just such a quiet time. You know, and, and um I mean for me just to share with you at uh, Debbie, um I mean it's really during the lockdown when there was so much fear and anxiety that I really started to read the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it is during that this time that, you know, I really rediscovered a lot of the faith, a lot of the word and I want to, and I kind of questioned myself, why hadn't I done this years ago? You know, it's always there. Collecting right. like, dust and You know, when you go to church, you kind of like flipped it a little bit, but you kind of yawn and hope that time passes and, okay, I got to (laughs) go.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: We have learned a lot
1: through this pandemic. And, um, you know, I mean... It's hard because I, you know, I was talking to my mother and my mother and father are both at um, very high risk. They live in Florida and, you know, I live in Indiana, so we're not close to each other. It's terrible. And we haven't seen them. They finally came um, in November. We got to see them briefly, but um, it's, you know, I tell my mom, God knows our time. He knows when we're going to die and we can't live in fear but at the same time he gave us a brain and he you know and he's given us the doctors and he's given us all this information for us to do our part so you know we have to do our our part and, and live safely and abide by the rules and what they're telling us to do but at the same time we also have to know that you know our time here on earth is already written and you know, it's just a matter of when God calls us home, um, so uh, we can't live in fear either. Yes, so, but it's hard.
0: It's hard this yes, time. Yeah. Because we're still living in the flesh. Yes. We're still even li- li- living in the physical world. You know. Yes. But you know, Debbie, it's so nice to just talk to you, and, and on this day, 31st of December, I'm actually just two hours from first uh, of January. You know, because I'm 16 oh. hours. How I- I many hours? I, I think I'm 14 hours um ahead of you so oh, wow it's actually 10 um, 15 uh, pm in the evening so i'm just like 2 hours 1 hour and 45 minutes away from the new year
1: <laughs> oh wow at 10:45 i'm in bed so good yeah, for you you, know, <laughs> so you
0: are a very special girl Ah yes yes and, uh, thank you sent, uh, to this part of the world singapore and you know i would like to welcome you warmly um, Singapore is a tropical island um and we have lots of americans here we have a huge american community and my pastor pastor crocker and ginger um they come from south carolina you know they are no. they've started the church the church is about 20 years old it was started by um pastor Worley. um i think from i'm not sure from which part of the u.s but he came over 20 years ago to to start the church as a missionary and we've got pastor Moore, uh dan moore uh, from Missouri with uh, Sharon. Um, you know, but Sharon has gone back to the US uh, after retirement, and you know, last year she has uh, gone home to the Lord. But Pastor, Pastor Dan Moore has gone back to the US, uh, you know, after I think about 40 years in this part of the world, in Indonesia. And Pastor Crocker is actually a missionary for many, many years in this part of the world. Um, He was first a missionary to South Korea and then he learned the language um, and he stayed there with Ginger and the two kids and and, and the children are now grown up, they've gone back to the U.S. So it's only Pastor Crocker and Ginger here now and I think they are like yearning to go back to see their grandchildren back in the U.S. That would be hard. Yeah, and there is a huge following, there is a huge community of Americans here Um, and I'm glad that I I follow a church whereby um, the Word of God is at the center of the teaching and nothing deviates from there. Um, You know, sometimes it's so easy to go um, just kind of like tilt a little bit um, to one side. You know, it's so easy to just deviate Um, but but I'm glad that I've got that. um, You know, even though I, I, I would say that uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that God has sent good people to me like today. I mean, I, I can't imagine. Yes. i just on it and then you tell me about Jesus. Yes. Come on. <laughs> That's great, <laughs> God. Okay, um, uh, Debbie, without further ado, welcome to Singapore and I'm going to send you more thank pictures you. of Singapore. I'm not, I think I did send you some pictures of Singapore, right?
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, thank you. A
0: modern state and a good huge community here a lot of Americans and English is our uh, official language everyone speaks English like myself um, yeah and, and um, there's so many American companies and um, I mean you will love it here come by get out of the country um, after the pandemic because God is giving us a second life
1: yes yes you know and my husband and I we never travel and everybody's like you know you should go and you should do and it's like when you have the animals we
0: have oh yeah you can it's <laughs> a whole
1: lot of work to um to leave yeah. home so we wow. can't really go anywhere but that's what we've chosen is um, um, just life on to the, the farm
0: well I mean I've been to the US once, so I went to Los Angeles um and I visited um uh um uh, uh, Disneyland and my husband has been there for about three months for um, a job posting um, in Ohio. Um, you know, he, he's a huge country, right? Well, Ohio is right
1: by me. Oh, wow! Yes, I mean, we are we border with Ohio here in Indiana, wow. so yes, yes. Yeah,
0: he was there for three months and you know, we're saying that, wow, it's such a huge country and, and he's gonna take so many flights just arrived arrive inland. Incredible. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, today um, I want I want to thank you for being my guest. Welcome. Um, thank you I for think, having and me. today I think the the title is going to be released in 2021, um, and I think it's so apt uh, for us at this time, so suitable for us because it's about the comeback, and I hope that tw- 2021 is about our comeback. Uh, yeah. You know, our comeback, the whole of humanity, um, and I and, and I pray every day, um, Debbie. I pray every day that you know, um, God is going to restore normalcy, um, but more importantly, uh, men kind of awakens uh, to the lessons. Um, mm-hmm. I think this is more important about lessons being learned. Um, right, lessons, whichever whatever lessons. I mean. Whatever relationship that one has to straighten out, and I'm not gonna say that um, I have successfully straightened out a lot of things that need to be straightened out during this 12 months. Right, right. Um, but at least I kind of uh, looked in. But I think my relationship God with God, with with the Word of God. Um, it's kind of like uh, I place it first now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to because I'm calling up for help. <laughs> you know Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah, and I pray to him for uh, restoration of the country and restoration of all nations and and mankind. The awakening of human, the awakening of men. Um, the awakening of men that they need the mercy of God. Um, right, you know right. what? I mean, I think when people are at the wit's end, then they realize that, you know, God is the higher power. You got to call up for God.
1: Right, right. We're not in control.
0: High. If you want to get a vaccine, I, I guess <laughs> whatever you want to roll out a vaccine, you need God to pave the way.
1: Yes, yes, and, and yes, we need to listen.
0: Yeah, so today's story is about the comeback story. And you know, um, I would like to introduce you um, to the listeners and the viewers and, and um, your story is, is something that I thought a lot of women can learn from you know, um, something that you emerged from a difficult time for a few years um, and then you've emerged to a much better place um, stronger um, and, and I think it's a better, brighter, happier place than before so I would like you to share with everyone uh, you know um, yourself as a teacher, uh, and I know that you're a teacher. You are right. a writer. You've come up with a lot of books uh, for the children, and you 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 aspire to be a, a full time author for children's books And we need godly people to write that. Um, and it's not children's that... books, actually. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, tell us.
1: <clears throat> well, um, I am a fourth grade school teacher, um, and I have. Like I said, I have a wonderful group of people that I work with. I love my school. I love my students. Um, but, you know, my my serious journey really began in 2015. I, I've i always been a Christian. I always wanted to be a teacher. Um, number one, I wanted to be a mom. Um, that, that was the number one most important thing in my life was being a mom. I have four wow. children, um, and I didn't go to school college until my youngest was in kindergarten. So I was 35 when I started college um, to be a teacher and I graduated and became a teacher and um, and things were going along. Um, in 2015, I um, was working full-time as an online teacher. So I loved it because I was home um, and I was teaching from home. I still had three kids at home. Uh, One had moved out and um, I was going to college to get my D and I was also teaching three classes at a college um, camp on a college campus. So I was working a lot, but I was I was doing well. And then in April of 2015, everything changed. I had a daughter um, who was sick and we spent four days in um, the uh, ICU at the hospital. Um, I came home with her uh, knowing that she was gonna need um, extensive therapy afterwards. And to find out my husband said I want a divorce so I lost, I lost and, and we didn't have a great marriage, but I didn't think that it would end so soon. Um, so here I was working full-time during the day, taking my daughter to therapy. Thankfully, my boss worked with me on that type of thing. And um, dealing with that, dealing with a marriage ending, losing our house, finding a new house, becoming a single mom all of a sudden. And in June, I did buy a house and moved with my two daughters. My other son moved in with his brother, and um, and I became um, very alone. I I was trying to figure things out, and it was difficult. Um, things like putting up a window blind. It took me two hours to put up a window blind. Had no idea how to mow the grass. I mean, it was those silly little things. Well, then my job changed and I no longer could teach online. I had to teach two days at the school and three days online. Well, then I didn't have help with my daughters. And I mean, it was just this chaotic, crazy, horrible time. And it felt like everything snowballed at once and um i always had god and that was a given and um and he truly is what got me through in december of 2015 i had just when you're a mom you have to be strong you have to be strong for your kids and so there was a lot of nights of crying and and begging god to just get me through this and things like that And you had to hide it from everybody um, because you had to be strong. And in December, I had just reached the end of my rope. And I remember being in the doctor's office and just crying. I was just, excuse me. Um, I was just crying and I was pretty hysterical and I hated my job. I hated what I was doing. I felt like i couldn't do anything right and the doctor walked in and she looked at me and i had been to her probably four or five six times in the last few months you know um and she looked at me and she said debbie you have hit a brick wall going 900 miles an hour she said you are broken and you are shattered you're not going back to work you're going to take time and you've got to get yourself back together and so she put me on medical leave for two and a half months. Um, For two and a half months, I had to just focus on me and um, I became stronger Um, and I decided I wanted to do different things with my life. I wasn't happy where I was at. I was still trying to be the single mom. I was still trying to do everything, you know, I was dating and different things like that, but nothing was ever working out. And and for so many years, I had been told how worthless I was. And I brought that into everything I did. So in my head, I couldn't do anything right. And I went back to work after two and a half months, and then I wasn't there very long, I resigned. And I got a job at, I, I, you know, of course at this point now all my bills are behind because I've been off work for two and a half months. So everything (laughs) snowballs, you know, um, but I got a job at the department of child services. I wanted out of teaching. And so, um, I was still in my cohort at the department of child services and we had to go to a training. I had a mentor that I followed around. It was a three month training to, to do the job. And, um, one of the last trainings we went to was on child sexual abuse. So I sat through this few hours of training and as I was leaving, I looked at the lady and I said, if there's ever an opening in this department, I would like to do it. And by the next day I had the saying you need to call so-and-so. So they took me from my mentor and they put me with a new mentor in child sex abuse. And so I worked for a year and a half on the child sex abuse team at the department of child services. And, um, I loved that job. I loved that job. I felt like I was that person that could save the kids. Um, it was a lonely job though. (laughs) Nobody wants to know how your day is. Nobody wants to talk about what you're doing. Um, And I was still a single mom trying to, you know, get my daughter to work on time, but I had an assessment and I couldn't leave. And my daughter saying, but mom, and I'm going, well, I can't. And I felt like I was failing over and over and over again. In uh, 2017, uh, my husband and I connected. We had known each other before and we reconnected. And um, things started to look up. And I decided to get out of, um, to leave DCS, to leave leave that job that I loved and go back to teaching. And that's what I did. And um, I worked for uh, our public school system and I hated it. I felt like the administrators, the people around were setting the children up to fail. They were The way they spoke to them, the way they treated yeah.
0: them. Yep, I understand. I couldn't stand it. I cried every day. I totally
1: understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do, you know, when, you know, I had my little second graders walking in line and they're being quiet and I'm thinking, yeah, you're rocking it. And I'm sitting there praising them for how good they're being quiet in line. And then I have an administrator screaming in their face, why isn't your shirt tucked in? Is this how you're supposed to look? I mean, and it's like, really? Why are you being negative? And so I left the public school and I went to where I am now. Um, I work at Tazonicus Intermediate School in Greencastle, Indiana, and I literally have the best administrators that you could ever hope for. Um, Jennifer Rhodes and Kathy Asbell are amazing. They're amazing to work for. Um, they read my books. They are very supportive of my writing. Um, and they're just, just the most amazing women you could work for. I mean, if, if I say, you know, there was a time and I can tell you about it where I literally texted my boss in the middle of the day and said, I can't hold back the tears. And her response was go home i've got you go home i mean they will walk into your classroom and teach your class if you need to leave and you don't get that very often not not in teaching um <clears throat> but um, anywhere. no no you don't and i mean they bring us little prizes and treats and they do special things for us and and you know when you're when your vice principal walks up to you and is like what is wrong and you you're like emotional and she's hugging you saying I love you it'll be okay I'm here come talk to me if you need you know and then we have a counselor Jamie Landry who is phenomenal um with the kids but her door's open to us too and I have used her door I have walked in and cried to her and and talked to her and um and she's there so I mean I I have a great work
0: environment but um there are such amazing human <laughs> beings right
1: yeah, oh my gosh i mean you just you cannot ask for better people you than you know who what I
0: we, sh- we should I, sh- I have to invite her to the show and we should tell the world these amazing human
1: beings oh my gosh i, I mean i cannot i just can't tell you It's it's like I said, yes, I want to be a full-time writer, but as long as I'm not, as long as I'm a teacher, I will always be at this school. I I could not ask for a better work environment Um, during the pandemic, during what we go through now as teachers, um, it it is unbelievable how great these ladies are. So, um, but last I, I started, I started teaching third grade there um it was a eventful year <laughs> to say the least my dad had a car accident and had surgery and just all kinds of different things happened um by the end of the year i was like i'm not done with these kids and i asked if i could move with them so i looped with my classroom and i taught them for fourth grade and i wow. thought yeah oh i thought this is going to be my year and um, i'm going to be the best teacher ever everything's going to be wonderful and um, it started out well. I had the same kids I had the year before the same exact classroom um, of, of students. I moved rooms. But um, and then in, and I I always think of my I've always wanted to write a book. I've always wanted to be an author. Um, I've had stories before, but never from beginning to end. And I was in the bathtub, which is where I come up with the best ideas in the world. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a Christmas idea, birthday idea, put me in a bathtub and I can come up with something. And um, I'm laying in the bathtub one night and I'm thinking about um, some things that happened to a student at school that I knew about. I was thinking about my job at the Department of Child Services. And I'm thinking about my son who was an adult, he um, um, was trying to figure out what he wanted to do for a living and what he was gonna go to college for. And it was years ago and he had came up to me and he's like, mom, I just came up with the best idea. I'm like, what? He goes, I get a list of pedophiles. I knock on their door. I say, did you touch this kid? They say yes. I shoot him I'm like okay that's not legal <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> and he's like but wouldn't it be cool if we could just get rid of all the people that hurt kids oh. and I'm like I know you know um, and he is getting ready to do his student teaching he's becoming a teacher um, yes he starts Monday he starts his student teaching wow. Monday so so yeah how, so old I, is, how old is he he is 29 now he's taken he's went through so every you
0: look really young from mother I'm gonna be
1: fifty in in March. I'll I mean, be fifty. Look at you and your
0: hair and your eyes and your smile <laughs> Thank and you. your face.
1: Oh, that's that makes me feel really good. Thank and you. And knowing that you've
0: gone through all that. Yeah. yeah. So well, so, I, then, so then now now we're talking. We're talking. You you are starting to gain your ground. You're starting yes. To gain your ground.
1: Yes. Yeah. I. You know. I had I had Jim and I had gotten together. Um. We we didn't always have it easy we had it took a long time for me to accept that he loved me um, and accept me as a person because i i've always felt misunderstood um but now i mean it's amazing i mean we never argue um we don't need to. No adult needs to. I mean, sit and talk about it. You're adults. You know, you don't need to fight. You don't need to argue. It's silly. And we don't argue. We we discuss. We talk about things. We don't always see eye to eye, but we don't get mad at each other. We respect each other. Um. So, but we um. So I'm in the bathtub, and I'm thinking of of all of these things, and the book comes to me. I'm going to write a book, and I had the the beginning written, I had the ending. I knew how it was gonna go. And I started telling people, I'm gonna write a book, I'm gonna write a book. And they would go, oh, good, yeah, I'm glad. You know, nobody believed me. And I knew that what I was saying and nobody thought I was really gonna do it. They thought I was crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, except for my friend Sherry. And Sherry yeah. and I have known each other since kindergarten. So 45 years of friendship. Yeah. And she was like, well, or 40 years, I guess, you know, 45, we are going to be 50. Um, And she was like, why, no, when when are you going to do it, Debbie? And I'm like, I'm going to do it. Well, then in September, so a month after school started, you know, we're probably six weeks in, life's going great. I'm happy. Everybody's happy. Um, My second son was diagnosed with cancer. And so when that happens your world stops well, absolutely. Um you know it, it it's one of those things that will take you to your knees um you don't you wish it on yourself just take it from them um you pray like you've never prayed before and <clears throat> so and my son was married or he is married. Um, and so he has his wife. He, he lives on his own. He's a grown man, but he's still my baby. Of um, thank yeah. And, and thankfully, like I said, my work, that was when I was texting my boss, I can't do this. And she's going, go home. My, my teammates, um, you know they were like you're you know when i found out i called them immediately asking them begging them to pray and they were like we've got everything debbie don't worry about it just go to him and by the that evening after i had went and seen him and talked to him i'm, I'm getting text messages that are like your lesson plans have been written for the week your copies are made you have nothing to do focus on your child don't worry about anything here And they literally took over and did everything for me. Um, I will say now he is cancer-free and him and his wife just had their first baby and he is doing fabulous. Um, So, you know, God is good and he's good all the time. Um, But I did write the book. That's when I started writing my book. Um, It was a way for me to not think about cancer and to focus on something else. Um, I went to every doctor's appointment. I went to every chemo appointment. Um, I was so grateful that him and his wife allowed me to be there because they're adults, you know, mom's not needed, but I needed to be there. He didn't necessarily need me there. I needed to be there and I was allowed. So I started writing um, my books. and. And my podmate started reading them. My mom started reading them, and now these books for me are a journey to bring awareness to child sexual abuse. And um, as I write these books, I, I think, I, I want, I, you know, I ultimately I want an agent and I want somebody to help me because I don't know how to promote. And i think child sexual sexual abuse is so scary for everybody yeah. we don't talk about it well that's the problem the problem is we don't talk about it so when the adults aren't talking about it it's very easy for people to hurt children yeah. because yeah. we're silent yeah. Yeah. so my books are yeah. about a social worker her name's delaney she's lives on a farm with her husband who is much like my husband um she has this wonderful happy life but she works child sex abuse and she's sick and tired of the people getting away with it and just kind of decides she's going to take matters into her own hands so they are a crime thriller um i use the things that i've seen the things i've heard the the cases the interviews all of that but nothing is real these are fiction um and i would like to definitely point out that although you know what has happened to the child you will never read graphic details i know people can't
0: handle that one minute let me plug in my battery okay I'm back <laughs> yeah I, I'm so glad that you talked about this and you're right because um, abuse and particularly child abuse um, um, they are still a social taboo they yes are. and uh, because it's in your mind it's a dirty topic in your mind is like it's stigmatizing to a, to to the victim. Mm-hmm. Um, the fa- and, and and the family feels that you know um it's like a shameful thing mm-hmm. um in, in certain in certain communities right um and i've got i don't know i mean coming from america it, it's it's a very um, i should say that it's a westernized um, uh, community society and and if it can be still a topic that is not talked about can you yeah. imagine in a lot of other kind of setting in other kind of countries whereby people are more conservative or I should say people are more reserved Yes People are not articulate and uh, people do not tend to want to bring the family shame in in inverted commas and you know I think what you what tell us about your books tell us about uh, at which stage of um, promotion are you with your books And, and I suppose the success of your books and you completing your books because it seems that this you you keep talking about your book right from the beginning you wanted to be a writer when you were young you always had this story you know the beginning and the end but you knew that you had to fill up the spaces in between so you knew that you had something that you want to share with the world so you are yeah. a writer when Yes, you're born with it so I'm just thinking that, you know, um, God has taken you these journeys. Well, so and you know, it's amazing. Them. Yeah, Then when you write them, you could really put in the flesh and the blood with your life experience in it. Right.
1: And what well, my books are written from each character's perspective. Yeah. So when you read the books, you will hear from the victim and you'll hear from Delaney, the social worker and the family and the perpetrator. And I literally, when I write, I sit with my eyes shut and I just become that person, yeah. and I type. And when I'm when I'm that bad person, I pull from those many interviews that I saw, um, that I listened to, that I watched, and I wow. take from that evil that I looked at, yeah. and I become that. And I don't yeah. like that. Um, it's the hardest. That's the hardest part yeah. to write. Yeah. Um. But. Delaney Delaney wants justice for these children. And what I have found throughout this journey is people want to tell. This happened to me. I had somebody the other day say, I need to tell you something. And they told me about child sexual abuse that happened to them 20 years ago that they've never told another person about. And, I, and they said it wasn't until I read your book that i felt like i could tell somebody and i'm like did you feel justice did you did the book give you a sense of justice and they're like yes you know i feel like the bad you know isn't going to win and so throughout the book i try um I try to make make the victim know that you know you are a victim. It's not your fault, and that we need to talk about this. And it's okay. It's okay to yeah. tell your story. It's okay to yeah. talk, and there are people out there that want to save the yeah. children. And yeah. that's what what this is all about. Um, yeah. It's it's become bigger than what I imagined as far as how I want it to really open up people to talk it's more than just a story to me so I wrote Sadie's story I self published um I wrote Nevaeh's story I'm working on Danielle's story um and you know ultimately I would like to have an agent but I think that one of the things keeping me from finding an agent is when they realize this book is about sexual abuse they're like I'm not touching it everybody is so afraid but we need to talk and we need to talk openly and so if we're talking openly then the children hear it when you tell a child you shouldn't let anybody touch you and that's all you ever say when a perpetrator touches them that child thinks they're wrong and then they're scared to tell they they place they the blame they have on themselves committed a crime. Yes they're yes the, so the self guilt yeah they feel guilty they think it's their fault and we as adults need to be open and talk about it we need to call body parts what they are you know and and quit making up these silly nicknames for them. We need mm. to talk openly we need to we need to make it not taboo so that children will come to us. And that's the only way we can stop these people from hurting our children. Um, So my mission has become more than just writing books, I want people to talk about it. I want people to um, be aware it's not enough to just have, you know, a one time class discussion with the counselor on body safety we should be talking at home for a long time before they ever get to school you know i have a little granddaughter and we and we, you know i make comments i don't i don't let anything like any type of sexuality type stuff be taboo with us you know i don't make things a big deal or a no no subject so that she knows she can always come to me
0: um, debbie when, when you know, for this one hour, I'm really listening to you intently. Um, you've come through a long journey yourself, yeah. you know, since um, 2015. And uh, when your world kind of um, caved in, you know, you, you're like the miner beneath the rocks. Yes. Your world is kind of crushed and you find your way to crawl through with your fingers. Um, you know even though you kind of summarize it in, in a few sentences uh, which I hope that one day you can tell us more uh, you know it must have been such a deep um, I, I can't say it's dark but a deep difficult time in the tunnel at that time for you and for you to have emerged from 2015 slowly and then you're almost picking it up and then you're almost collapsing again at the end of the year and then picking it up again and then ploughing it through on your own when um, you know the person that's closest to you have given your vows to be with you through the thick and thin and as a woman you are being kind of like all of a sudden all this big heavy weight kind of like just fell down and for you to just kind of like support and hold and and ask for like god um um you know just 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 pull me through this 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 time you know i i i I believe it's such a tough time for you to now kind of emerge to having this mission for others Mm -hmm. it's
1: incredible thank you Uh, you know i have an amazing support system and my husband jim is um you know when i told him i'm going to write a book he's like okay go ahead when i said i need this i need to spend this amount of money to self publish he's like okay whatever you want i said when i when i when i get really big i want a she shed and you know as a joke i said that and wow. then he you know, goes to an auction and buys me this trailer for me to come and write in where I sit now, and and it is you know I have furniture and I have a refrigerator and a coffee pot and everything I need out here, um because of him. I, I, my parents, Jim and Doris Cobalt, are amazing. Um, I write my books and I'll show you. This is my first, and I write under the name C O Vault. Um, and I do that because I want to honor my parents. My maiden name was Covault, um, so I go by Co Vault as an author um, to honor my parents. And oh. I don't want my students to read the books either, so I don't want the students to see my name on a book. Mm-hmm. So um, the covers are drawn by my daughter Peyton, Peyton Kale. She is a tattoo artist, and so Beautiful. she draws yeah she draws my cover so this is sadie's story and this is the first book i wrote um about a little girl who's abused by her father her stepfather um the next book is nevaea's story and again my daughter drew the picture um and uh i i love that she draws all my covers um, so she drew my cover nevaea is a um young girl whose mother uh sells her and um, so Nevaeh's story is so far my favorite. I absolutely love Nevaeh's story because you, you will feel everything they feel. You will cry. You will laugh. You will get angry. I mean, I have my mom texting me in the middle of the night saying, "You can't let that girl go back to that house."
0: And it's like, "Mom, go to sleep.
1: <laughs> go to sleep, mom." You know. And my mom doesn't even read this kind of book. Um, yeah. Yeah. But she is. She and her friend Beverly Cooper, they um, read along with me. And and every day, I call my mom at three thirty, and they have their list. Okay, don't say a word. But here's what we're thinking. You know. Um, I did write this book. It's called The Forgotten Graveyard. Wow. And this, this is my only children's book I wrote. And oh. I, it's probably the only children's book I will ever write. I wrote it under my real name, Debbie Lakin. Um, my students that I had for those two years were really mad when I told them I wrote a book, but they weren't allowed to read it. And they said well write a book for us and then you can dedicate it to us and i'm like fine what kind of book do you want and they said we want a ghost story i said okay i'll write you a ghost story so i was writing the forgotten graveyard for my students and then the pandemic hit and these kids that i had had for a year and a half i didn't get to say goodbye to so i finished the forgotten graveyard i self-published it i bought them all a copy and i delivered it to their house um to say goodbye and it is in the dedication it it listed is the name of all of those students um that i love so much so can i can i
0: say that you know these are not just books. These are like, you wrote that with a mission because, mm-hmm. um, especially the books about child abuse. And people are, you're saying that people are coming to you. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are now revisiting their um, childhood abuse after many, many, many 20 years or more after. So, you know, it's it's like what you say a mission. A, 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 yeah, it's a, a healing for others a mission that you feel that you need to do. So so my question is that now that you feel that you are in this new journey of endeavor to help others through your books, is it kind of a vindication to your past?
1: You know, the past is the past. And the past and everything that I went through in 2015 and all the lessons I learned, made me that person i am today and i truly believe that we have to take whatever happens in our past whether Mm. it's things like what i went through or whether it is things like my fictional characters go through that real people do go through daily um we have to take those things and allow them to make us stronger and we have to be happy with who we are yeah 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 so so, yeah, yeah, I mean, my books can be found on my website. It's booksbycovault.com. Um, and I just... Are they available web-
0: on Amazon? Yes. Yes. So people could buy an uh, e-book? Yes. Yeah. Okay. They okay. are available on Kindle.
1: And um, the Kindle, I is it, I can't remember, Kindle Direct or whatever. It's free on Kindle Direct. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Um but uh, you know, I, I hope this journey, I ha- there's so many stories I could tell. Yeah. and it's sad. It's really sad, considering when I was on the sex abuse team, there was about seven of us on the team, and we would get anywhere from two to five new cases each a yeah. day. Wow. And that was just for one county. Yeah. So yeah.
0: we need to we yeah. need to make yeah. this yeah. topic one yeah. that we talk about. Yeah. You know, um, uh, Debbie, I I really want you to come back Okay And I want you to share with um, the listeners and the viewers Especially about how you stood um, on your feet again Okay Um, Especially those times when everything just caved in Um, uh, I mean it's sad to repeat them and think them through um, About your, your, your husband left you um, they took away, he took away the house. Um, you were left with you taking care of your child in ICU um, and then your job, you had to leave your job, etc. And then you know I, I think there's so much things that goes on. It's almost like a movie, a drama that people have forgotten to like put up on the screen. It's always like the fan it's always about transformers yes people have forgotten that, that, that back. There, there are real life stories that are real that that should be documented and should be told and it shouldn't just be about the end of the world or right. about the right. tsunami um you know about top gun i mean they aren't good i'm not saying that they're bad right but, you know there should be real stories because Because literature, like what you're writing now, reflects the human spirit, Mm -hmm. right? And and I hope that you can come back. A lot of us have forgotten that. Oh, I would love it. uh, You know, actually, you know, film is supposed to be a reflection of the human spirit. And, you know, like you coming onto the show, um, right from the beginning, you said that you have this love for Jesus. And and the thing is that we need a righteous voice out there. Mm people who are trying to highlight the wrongs of the world. You know, we may not be the real solutions, Mm -hmm. but at least we are bringing light, you know, we are called to be the light and the salt. I feel so small just saying that, I'm so inadequate to say this, I'm sorry. I don't think I'm good enough to be the light and the salt, but we have been
1: called. Oh, you are, you are. You know, and I would like to say the one thing that um, I am, I make sure in my books because you know, you read, I read a lot and I've read, read a lot of different authors. Um, you'll never ever see God's name used in vain in any of my books. Um, it doesn't matter how bad the character is. He is not going to say God's name in vain. Um, and I also don't use the F word. So, um, you know, I'm, there's not some bad language in it, but that's very minimal and it's only to develop the character as being a horrible person. Um but you'll never see God's name used in vain in my books. Yeah, so yeah.
0: but you know what? It is through the story of strength. And mm-hmm. the thing is that we are high we are really highlighting perpetrators. So um and you know, like um I think God says, you know, the sin will find you out. You know. So I, I believe that um Your book is going to be good. It's going to reach out to many, many people. And um, because it comes with the right mind, you know, it comes with the right mind. You didn't want it to be like, um, you wanted to be the million dollar bestseller or something. But I know because of that, because you had the right mind and the right motion, the right mission and the right intent. um, And having this basic principle that you wanted to bring light to these um wrongs and the evilness of 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 whatever that you're Mm -hmm. highlighting i think you're gonna be blessed and god wants this to be shown Mm -hmm. um and and you know what i i really want to bless you from the bottom of my heart It's so much um and right you are doing and 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 i don't want to say um i i'm too spiritual but you know even today as I read, um, the righteous will be um, uh, the righteous will be rewarded. You know, not because we are seeking for reward. Right, right. Not. but you are, you will be rewarded. That's, you just know what I mean? that's just the covenant, it's not that we want it. But it's good, right? right? Come on, it's, it's a good yeah. bonus. It, a
1: and I, you time. know, my husband and I joke all the time about, well, when I become a best selling author and can stay home, or when we win the lottery, and it's like, what would change? Nothing. I mean, we're still going to live in the same house, drive the same cars, have you're the not, same thing. You are not going to
0: change, but you're going to change people's
1: lives. I hope so. You
0: going to change. I
1: think these books can bring healing and, the and, yes. and yeah. awareness. We need yeah. to start talking about child sex abuse. Okay.
0: I'm interested in your first two books, right? You talk about these two characters, They're the target audience are adults. Adults, yes. And adults that you are trying to ask them to talk about revisiting their past, which is painful, but then being prepared to be able to verbalize the pain. Right.
1: I mean, anyone that likes a mystery will like the book. Um, my mother only reads Christian love stories and she loves the books. Yes. Um, because they. what it does is it. you fall in love with the characters. You fall in love with little Sadie and yes. and you learn from her. I mean, yes. no, the books are not written as educational books. They're yes. written to be a story that you're yes. going to follow and like. Yeah. But you learn This uh, these signs are there, you know, if somebody, if somebody says, I don't want to sit next to Uncle Bobby, well, why? Why don't you want to sit next to Uncle Bobby? Why? You need to start asking questions when there's behaviors, bedwetting, things like that, that you don't, you don't understand where they came from. You should have been talking. You need to be talking about things and make, make sexuality a subject that is not a taboo subject that everybody avoids because your children need to be able to feel like they can come to you and not feel ashamed and not be embarrassed to ask questions. You wouldn't believe the stuff my students tell me and it's because I just have always made it out to be. You know, they all know, I, especially after we have the body safety program, they all know that I used to work on the child sex abuse team, so they know that they can say anything to me. They're not going to get a surprise. They're not going to get anger. They're not going to get blame. They yeah. can tell me whatever they want, you know, yeah. and, it, and it's from something bad that happened. To, I can't wait to tell you. I just started wearing a training bra. You know, I mean, they tell me these things because... Yeah. They just they feel like they can tell me do, anything. Yes.
0: So and they again, get it. And and Debbie definitely I will invite you. Um, um you know, because you've gone through um, the hills and the valleys, you know, mm-hmm. um, I would like you to come back to um, share your story about um, getting up on your feet again. Um to yes. so many women, um about that and also come back about uh this topic of uh, this taboo topic, it, even in, in the society here, um, it, it is a very reserved society that, that I'm in. Right. People do not want to talk about abuse, any kinds of abuse of any age. So, you know, right. I would like you to come back if, you, if um, you're if you kind enough to want to come back. I to would me. love to. To share with the people, to share with women, to share with, um, uh, I, I really like your strength and I can see that, you know, from being very broken, Mm-hmm. Like you were crying in the in the in in the doctor's office to now being so animated, full of <laughs> full of like zest, full yeah. of um, energy uh, on her like a woman on a mission. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so so that's a wonderful comeback story. So um, Debbie, for the next thirty seconds, I'm I am I'm just like. Less than an hour to 1st of January 2021. Yes! Happy New Year to you! Yes, yes, and we have Debbie. Debbie, say something to the world. Um, and also, um, yeah, wrap up your story about your comeback and say something to the world 2021 because I'm going to publish this on podcast immediately after I say goodbye to you okay i just want to say that it
1: doesn't matter how dark the days are or how how low you go you can always come back up and if you hold on to god you hold on to faith and you believe in yourself that you can do it then you can you can accomplish anything um god is always there he never leaves us even in our darkest of times and um and we just have to stay strong and and don't let anything sink us. Um, so I hope my books will make a difference. I hope that people will start talking. Um, and I hope that that everyone who has been through anything, whether it's a, abuse or, or a bad marriage or drug addiction or whatever it is, whatever you've been through, just know that, that you can overcome um, and that you have that power within yourself. You just have to find it.
0: You know what um debbie um i i've just got my book published too um yeah i've got it's it's on uh it's on amazon i've got it delivered to singapore it's called a uh, uh, candle in the wind dreams of a daughter is a tribute to my month my mom was passed five years ago so this is like uh, written in memory of her so um and i'm going to launch my book uh, with, with the libraries here yeah and you know what? Awesome, just, congratulations. Good I, luck. Yeah, um, and, and you know what? I'm just gonna find out for you if you could launch it virtually your book in Singapore.
1: Okay. Okay, yeah, yes, nice and maybe too. we can help
0: each other out. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we yeah. have to
1: stick together and build each other up.
0: Yes, we have to. Thank you so much, Debbie. And thank you. Thank you for the wonderful message. We are thank really you. ending twenty twenty on a high note with so much hope and positivism and And just um, letting God take the next year to a better level, to to a brighter level, to a more enlightened level for all of us. Happy New Year! Thank you so much, Debbie. Keep in touch. I will. Thank you through through Facebook. Thank you so much. Yes. All the blessings to you, you, your family, and your children. Thank you. Happy New Year. Bye. From Singapore. Bye.